Hey everyone, you're listening to the Commander's Brew Podcast, and around here, we want to bring you the funnest EDH decks possible on a reasonable budget. So, if you're a Commander player who loves an interesting brew, we're the cast for you. Hey, if you've been here a while and you're loving what we do, consider supporting our show by subscribing on YouTube or giving us a five-star review on iTunes. Or, the biggest and best support is over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash commandersbrew, where you can support us directly while joining other like-minded commander players on our Discord. But without further ado, this week's episode is Bruticlad Super Friends. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's episode 289. Uh it's Commander's wow. Brew. Wow, we we made it. Yeah, we did. I say that every time, I think. Or every uh, every couple of shows I say that. And that's good oh, though. It's good uh, to good to remind ourselves that we have in fact made it. Yeah, it's important to look at what we're doing, where we've been. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I mean It looks like we made it. Look how far we've come, my baby. <laughs> Shania Twain. <laughs> Canadian uh, icon. They said we took the long way, but we knew we'd get there someday. Okay, but I have a question for you. Whose bed have your boots been under? <laughs> I just listened to a podcast about Shania Twain. Anyways, that's not about, that's <laughs> nothing to do with magic at all. No, nothing to do I with magic. I listened to a podcast about Shania Twain. It's very informative. Um, it's wild to think that in the nineties, the, the, uh, uh, female pop stars dominated and three of the top ones were Canadian. Celine Alanis. Dia- yeah. Celine, Shania. Alanis, Shania. They all yeah. dominated three like different parts of music, like all at the same time. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, we are starting out. Uh, Strixhaven spoilers. They are they're 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 starting to roll out now. I I got an ad in my Twitter uh, uh, feed today for the new commander decks. Did you see this? Yeah. I have not actually seen the decks though. Have you seen anything about the decks at all? Because I no, I they've spoiled haven't. a couple of the commanders. I'm sure we'll get to them soon. We'll get to those. Yeah, yeah. But that's exciting. I think is the most interesting detail that I can't wait to learn more about is the the planeswalker that's been spoiled, Professor Onyx. Yes. Is Liliana. Is Liliana, yeah. Huge so news. Th- this means that there could be other planeswalkers just going around mm-hmm. just getting regular jobs. I know exactly <laughs> like where you I she, know exactly where you're going with this. Yeah. She got a job as a teacher. She just, Became a the, like the, the head master is she or is she just one of the I guess she's just one of the professors. I think she but but like Harry Potter I think she's a professor of like dead things or something like that. Like surely she's like a like the the the, the Strixhaven expert on reanimating or something. So she's not even professor of the spark. That's like Will Kenrith or something. Or Rowan Kenrith is like the professor of sparks. Rowan scholar so, of sparks. Scholar of sparks. So it's like Liliana doesn't even have that. What, like, let's. I mean, I want to know what other jobs the other planes. Like the Gatewatch totally. came together. They had this <laughs> incredible moment, right, where they fought. Uh, the they fought off Amrakul. They did great. Then of course everything went down with Nicol Bolas, R.I.P. Gideon. You know, always in our hearts forever. And yeah. and Liliana had a. You know, she realized she had to make a change. She goes off after this you know, huge, huge, you know, event in her life and just becomes a teacher. I'm going to teach the kids. I'm going to be Professor X or I'm going to be the um, white queen, if you will, the uh, Emma Emma Frost. But what's what's my boy Jace up to? What job? What job does a Johnny have? The cat man. (laughs) You know what I mean? Did he just go become a garbage man? And if so, is he tearing open those garbage... (laughs) Is, is he like looking cat? for like fish bones? Every, yeah, stuff? exactly. Does every other every other thing? He's like, hang on a sec. <laughs> Just get his face uh, in there, Johnny. Uh, Johnny, uh, before you clock out, can you come into my office for a sec? I got. We got to talk. Yeah. We got to talk about your uh, What's performance. Wrong? What's the problem? What's going on? Um, 
too you too many too many bags are being torn open and the street is littered with garbage after garbage day. It's there's there's less garbage getting to the dump than is being left in the streets. You know how many tuna cans people are throwing out in those garbages? That's recyclable. <laughs> Forget about it. I'm just trying to sniff them out. Have a little lick, put them in the recycling. <laughs> okay, you can't I mean it's also an efficiency thing. When you stop and lick all the cans, like we need to get to like we've got a whole city of Ravnica to clear garbage for but you're going and you're like you're licking all the cans it's taking forever just to do the Boros district we got uh, 10 districts to clear hey I just want to get I just got to get all the fish off of them out of that little the little crevice on the inside I put it down on the ground I lick it and then the can moves it's not my fault it takes forever I lick it the can moves I lick it the can moves you know what I mean we're gonna we're gonna trade you you're gonna be a driver you're gonna drive the truck and we're gonna have a new guy on the back throwing bags (laughs) into the back his name's Teferi Uh, you're gonna get a little (laughs) yeah we got a bunch of new guys applying for this job Uh, so many new guys lined up we Get new hires to Ferry, Chandra, <laughs> Tezzeret. <laughs> All the good planeswalkers are now becoming garbage men, garbage people. Uh, um, Jang Yang Gu and his dog <laughs> Moly. <laughs> the dog keeps his nose out of the garbage. Why can't you, a Johnny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that for all of Ravnica, it's like they're just Tuesday is garbage day. It's the same oh, yeah. day for the whole plane. They don't stagger <laughs> it uh, at all. It just it takes all day to do it. And Johnny's just holding them up. <coughs> oh, huge. Big sneeze. Big sneeze. Huge, huge. Yeah. Um, I, but for real, like, where do you see, where do you see these other planeswalkers working? I bet you Jace didn't get a job and he's just not applying himself. He's probably just. Excuse me again. He's probably just getting high in his basement playing <laughs> PS5 all the time. No shirt on. Yeah. Just crumbs. Just just ordering like from like a food delivery sites all the time. Just listening to like um just listen to emo music, you know, just just er, like early 2000s screamo. His hair is coming down over the side here. Yeah, he's just he's just he's, mourning the gatewatch being broken up. He 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 wants to get back at it. Well, it didn't so he him and Vraska had a fling. For oh, a right. While. Yeah. What, what, what do you what think Vraska got up to? Listen, that, that's the key. Vraska's moved on. Vraska's doing just fine. <laughs> Vraska started her own business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> she, she was has a poison bakery. It's yeah. uh, she's serving little cupcakes little pastries. She's doing great. Yeah. The cake toppers are a little like turned to stone living things but she turned them to stone for like cake toppings she, she's a very successful cake business yeah she does murder a lot of small animals to make her cake toppers by turning them into stone but hey yeah but if you want you the know, best wedding of the of the possible like you gotta pay for it and <laughs> some animals gotta die i don't know if i really want a golgari like guild lord or whatever making my <laughs> cake you know they aren't they the aren't they the, the the guild that like they're in charge of like the the sewers and like taking yeah. all of the dead things in ravnica and turning them into the new food and stuff like don't they eat all Ooh, the dead yeah. things that's why they're the yeah, bugs i don't want them making stuff. cakes i don't want them making my cake that's gonna have some it's like here's a vanilla cake uh, i had a scarab beetle make it for you no thanks yeah, the the icing has ground has cricket protein in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The dung beetles, uh, uh, you know, needed the dough. <laughs> Gross, man. Did they wash their weird little clicky hands first? Their dung hands. <laughs> Yo, dung hands. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, dung hands over here. This guy's got to yeah, work faster I'm- on the garbage line. <laughs> if I'm ordering a cake, I think I'm ordering it from. <laughs> Who, what guild do you order your wedding cake from? You order your wedding cake from Selesnia, probably. That's All natural. what came to mind. The like, only problem with Selesnia is that it is vegan. It's vegan. Yeah. Which, you know, <laughs> if you didn't ask for vegan, if you're not vegan, then it's like a bummer. If you're vegan, hey, that's the place to go. But if you're not, you're like, I could use a little bit of egg, it's and, a little heavy. egg and milk. I could use a little... Lighten mine up a bit with some egg whites. It's a little dense. It's a little dense. That's all I'm saying. It's just a little <laughs> dense. It, the taste is there, but... Yeah, a little dense. Uh, (laughs) 
I mean, there's good vegan bakeries, but Celestia just doesn't, they don't have it together yet. They haven't been around for long enough. Yeah. As a bakery. I was going to say it's funny thinking that Ajani and the garbage men are all bringing the garbage to the cake, to the Golgari cake factory. <laughs> yeah, the cake factory is at one end of an assembly line, and at the front, they're just dumping trash in. <laughs> It gets crushed and mixed up, and then it just comes out as sludge oh. that the Golgari use. All those bug guys are just making cakes down there. Hey, this guy's messing up the cake line. The little bug guys sing little Oompa Loompa songs. And <laughs> <laughs> this is the world. People are this is my Ravnica. golden tickets to get to the Golgari bakery. <laughs> Frasca's the Willy Wonka type. <laughs> Except it's not a river of chocolate. <laughs> yuck Gross. yuck um yuck but fun but fun hey you know we have fun we have fun uh and hope you're having fun listening along i hope that uh you know because that's you know having you listening is why we're doing this this is part of the big part of it so thank you for that thank you for listening sincerely and some of you are like hey i want to contribute to help produce the show with a bit of cash, throw a little cash their way, you can go to patreon.com slash commandersbrew. If you don't know about Patreon, it's a great way to support, you know, people who make things. Uh, we've got one too. Uh, you can, when you s- join, you can get extra perks, get in our Discord, helping us make the shows. Uh, there's other ways to help out too, though, if you want to. You can, you know, give us a like and a subscribe on our YouTube channel. That's amazing. Tell a few friends. That's the best thing. Um, if you're going to buy cards anyway, why not use the TCG player link at the bottom of the show notes there? We can get a little slice of any cards you buy through that. Or if you're in Canada, we do have the best deal for you. We can get you actual money off your cards if you go to thewizardtower.com. Let's hear an ad from them now. We're proud Canadian podcasters, and we're proud to be sponsored by one of Canada's premier card stores, The Wizard's Tower, wizardtower.com. Canadian listeners get an exclusive coupon code, BREWCALLTIME, to get 5% off any order of singles shipped to you for free, as long as you ordered $15 or more in singles. And you can check out our deck list for this week's episode and other episodes we've done on their contents at mtgcanada.com. See you on the frozen northern tundras. Okay, and we're back. Um, Sean, what do you th- say we get into the deck tech for this week? This is going to be a very fun and interesting one. I can't wait. Right, so this is a very special episode of Commander's Brew. I should say this. Uh, this is um, This one is special because this week's deck is based on a challenge that is currently going on in our Discord with our patrons who are in there. And it's called the Brutaclad Bowl. Now, maybe some of you have heard of the, uh, uh, you know, fabled Atraxa Bowl that happened at uh, GP Vegas. It was the last GP Vegas that Sean and I went to, uh, put on by uh, Commander Cookout, uh, in which uh, I brewed up an Atraxa legendary Helm of the Host deck. Sean helmed it in in an epic game and was bitterly bitterly backstabbed in that game and um and did and ended up losing but i mean ryan from cco podcast (laughs) ryan paneff we know where you live we never forget saskatchewan yes the province of saskatchewan um we still talk i mean obviously we still talk about it with those guys all the time we still make jokes about it all the time uh we never forget um but it was a lot of fun and i you know the the gang in our in our discord uh Came up with the idea to do a similar thing, um, but we're using Brutaclad. One, uh, it's just an absolute favorite amongst us, you know, budget slash fun jank brewers. You know, we love to use a Brutaclad because it's got such a unique ability. Um, So let's just start by reading Brutaclad. The ceiling for shenanigans is off the charts for Brutaclad. (laughs) Absolutely it is. Um, so yeah, let's um, let's just take a uh, take a second here and let's uh, read Brutaclad because we got to know you know where it is we're we're starting from here before we uh, before we get going. So Sean, why don't you go ahead and uh, read Brutaclad for us? Sure, Brutaclad Telcor Engineer for blue red legendary artifact creature artificer four four creature tokens you had control have haste, and at the beginning this is the key at the beginning of combat on your turn create a two one blue 
mirror artifact creature token. Then you may choose a token you control, any token you control. If you do, each other token you control becomes a copy of that token. So obviously, you can make all your tokens to one blue mirror. We can make a bunch of those, one of those every turn, and we can make them into a whole army. But the real fun becomes finding weird ways to make other things into tokens that aren't normally tokens, and then turn them all into the same thing. And then shenanigans like we don't have to make we don't have to make a million copies of a thing. We make a million like dumb treasures or dumb mirror or whatever. Then we make one like choice copyable token of some crazy artifact or creature. And then we instantaneously at the beginning of combat turn all of our tokens, all dozen of them into that thing. And the shenanigans begin. Absolutely. Um if if you're not if you're not aware of it, uh, I've started to stream more on my on my own uh, personal Twitch page. But we're going to be putting some of the games because we play we've been playing some Commander games on Tuesdays called Commander Night Live. We're going to be putting them uh, some of them up on uh, the uh, Commanders Brew YouTube channel. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, um, I, I bring this up for two reasons. One, uh, this is where the uh, idea for this deck started is when we were on stream and chatting with some of the gang in the, from the Patreon. Uh, but also uh, in one of those games, in the last game we played uh, with um, uh, Jason Alt, uh, uh, Ryan Green from uh, Commander Social, and Jackie, our longtime listener, uh, Jackie, we, I had, um, I had a bunch of Thopters, and I had a Sharding Sphinx, and it was a token copy because of uh, the the red guy who taps and. Puts one from the graveyard, makes a token. Ooh, uh, not Fel- is it Felden? Felden, Felden, yes, that's yeah. right. So I had a Felden copy of Sharding Sphinx, and and then, uh, anyways, I, I managed to get Brutaclad out, and then ten Thopters or whatever it was became all became Sharding Sphinxes. They all attacked, <laughs> like they were able to wow. remove like a couple of them. So it ended up that like eight Sharding Sphinxes hit, uh, and I made like sixty four tokens or whatever sixty four blue thopters from that it was like that's that's wild and that was just pr- a pretty normal brutaclad thing to have happen right like yeah that sounds pretty like felden that's pretty normal for brutaclad yeah like that's there's nothing we can do better we can do better than that and so uh you know in talking about decks and talking about brewing and all this stuff i was talking about um on stream about how like uh we could how we could change planeswalkers into creatures and then have creatures with loyalty abilities and things like that originally started talking about gideon because you know he turns into a creature like every version of him um and then one of our uh, one of the listeners one of the patrons uh, uh dylan he was like this kind of sounds like it would be a good brutaclad bold deck and then bam here we are so that's the that's the crux of this particular brutaclad bold deck we want to use brutaclad uh to um, make a bunch of as many copies as possible of planeswalker creatures so that they are no longer planeswalkers. And I'll get it. <laughs> okay, I guess I gotta explain the rules stuff here. So here's the thing. We're gonna we're gonna get a planeswalker, we're gonna turn it into a creature, then we have to try and copy that and make token copies of that creature so that we can then turn all of our other tokens, like treasures and so on, one ones, two twos, all of those into that choice copied creature that also has loyalty abilities now here's the thing stay with me here sean this is tough because this took yeah we we were talking about this deck for like a week because there we couldn't figure out how to make a planeswalker copy of a like a copy of a planeswalker creature so take gideon for example when you turn when you use his ability to turn him into a creature like a 4-4 creature that's a human soldier or whatever right if you try to then use a you know, any kind of copy spell or even a clone or anything like that, it will enter the battlefield as a planeswalker. You're still a planeswalker and a creature. You have zero loyalty, and that is a state-based thing that says, oh, this planeswalker has zero loyalty, it dies. Doesn't matter that it's also a creature that's a 4-4. Because your original Gideon has loyalty counters on him, he's allowed to stick around as a 4-4 creature. If a planeswalker ever loses all of their loyalty counters, yeah, 
they gone. are gone. They're gone no matter what. If a planeswalker, if that happens to a planeswalker. So we were like, we were really trying to figure this out. And we, we consulted with judge chat. We, we asked a bunch of different judges to clarify these rules for us. The, the, this is confirmed. Uh, many folks popped into the discord and were like, I, I, I'm like, oh, can this work? Can, can, you know, X spell work? Can this work? Blah, blah, blah. And it all came back to these types of rules about copying, you know, these planeswalkers and stuff. But don't they enter with loyalty counters? It, when you make a copy, it enters and it like planeswalkers enter with loyalty counters. For whatever reason, when you do this, they don't. I don't huh. I, I personally just like don't understand it either. <laughs> Yeah, but again, okay. m multiple consulting, lots of asking, lots of clarifying and all this type of stuff. And this is this is like this is how it is. So here's what you have to do in order to make this work. OK, first of all, forget about Gideon because we need to be able to mutate these creatures, these planeswalker creatures. And because Gideon is a human, we cannot use him. For mutation spells otherwise we're adding right. a different layer on where we need to like change his creature type and that's honestly way too much it's this deck is already way too much as it is anyways so um we have to use a couple other creatures a couple other planeswalkers um i'll talk about them in detail in a sec but they can turn into non-human creatures then we mutate on top of them so that now they, they are a creature they're no longer a planeswalker. That's the key thing. They can now they are not planeswalkers. So we mutate onto them. They're no longer a planeswalker. They are just a creature with loyalty abilities. And since loyalty abilities are just activated abilities, you can still activate them if it's just a creature that has them. This is like But they'll start with zero loyalty. Exactly. So but if we're so we so we start it, we start it out. Bam, we, we've, we've mutated onto this planeswalker. Now we copy the planeswalker. Yes, exactly. This new creature that we've made Ooh. is like a 4-4 dragon, let's say, uh, with the three abilities, except that it's also like gem raiser, right? So it's gem raiser on the top with these three loyalty abilities. You're right. No loyalty on it to start. So you have to start using those plus ones. So really, sure. we're making a deck here <laughs> that's all about the plus ones or the zeros, which oddly enough, make a lot of tokens which is good for the uh. deck so this kind of this thing where it feeds itself and we get a lot of different things we got some payoffs anyways let's get into it now that we know what we're doing and it is a lot i understand um there's you know we talked about what commanders could work here and the best one turns out to be sisse weatherlight captain because you know keeping it to as few colors as possible it was was a goal of mine for the planeswalkers we needed uh, teamer colors uh, again because we Gideon's uh, not. We don't need him. He's not good to us. <laughs> He's dead to us. <laughs> He's dead to everyone, I guess. Um, so teamer colors are where we want to be. However, Sisse Weatherlight Captain gives us a unique ability. She gives us. She, she allows us to splash, which is actually really nice because there are some nice uh, white cards and uh, a black card or two that we like to splash in this deck. And she gives us her, her key ability here, which is very important. So Sissé Weatherlight Captain is two and a white. Uh, she's a legendary human soldier. She's a 2-2. Two -two. She gets plus one, plus one for each color among other legendary permanents you control. And then she has the ability of pay Wooberg. Search your library for a legendary permanent card with converted mana cost less than Sissé's power. Put that card onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. So if we do this right, and you know we have a couple, you know maybe we have a Planeswalker or even another creature out before, they're legendary. The planeswalkers are all planeswalkers are legendary. We can start her off at three. If we're lucky, we can start her off at four power when we cast her. Then we activate her ability and then we go get the other pieces of this puzzle that we have in our deck. So she really is a bit of a linchpin here. And, you know, because, again, because she's got the five color, um, you know, ability here, we're able, we, we need to put in these five color. Um, uh, you know, mana sources. But luckily, like, it, it actually doesn't put that much of a drain on us to splash two colors, essentially, because we just use stuff like com like Command Tower now does it, right? And a lot of the other five-color makers that we use, generally use in three- and four-color decks are just, they're just already there. Um, slow fetches are really nice for this. Um, uh, what are the, I don't know the, I don't know what we would, like, colloquially call them, but do you remember the, the, the lands that come into play tapped unless you have two basics. 
the, I think people were calling them like the Tango Lands or something like that for a while. Those oh. cards are great because they, or or even better, the new Snow Duels. They have both land types on them. Though in in kind with the slow fetches, that's a budget like fetch game. Yeah, it's pretty slow. But guess what? This whole deck is slow. You just want to fix yourself with the colors. So, so anyway, just speaking a little bit about the mana base there. So. This is the ability. This is what we're going to do. She's going to be key to getting some of these pieces together. I have run this. I have goldfished this deck because yeah. Forge doesn't have mutate for some reason yet. Okay. Um, tough thing to program. A lot of ins, a lot of outs. I get it. It's an open source program. Um, but I have goldfished this ability. And, and like, you know, let me tell you, it's tough. But we can get there. We really can. So speaking of setting the scene, I've told you guys a lot about what we need in this deck and what, what it takes to do it. This right. is an absolutely insane plan that needs a lot of pieces, right? Um, so, so that is that's the scene that that that's what we're trying to do here. It's it's tough to talk about setting the scene when you need so many things, right? Like, um, so so that was basically it right there. Um, yeah, well, I think you've given us a great summary of what this deck <laughs> wants to do. I want to hear about the cards. Yeah, let's do it. So. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to... I just want to talk about some of the other Planeswalkers in the deck. I'll get to the key ones about that work with the combo in a second. But right now, we want to... Uh, it's going to take us a while to get there. So we need stuff to protect our Planeswalkers and make them live. Like, very rarely are you going to be able to play Sarkhan the Masterless as your first one. And actually, you don't even really want to play him as your first one. He's, by the way, one of the key guys. So, Sean, why don't you just take a look and uh, tell us... Some of the key planeswalkers that are going to help us with the brutaclad side of things, as well as our weird thing of, of us making them all into creatures. Sure, sure, sure. So uh, this is looking shaping up to be a bit of a super friends list. A little bit, yeah. Um, Frailies, Lanawar's Fury, three green, green. Frailies starts with three loyalty. Plus two, create a one-one green elf, basically a land and war elf taps for green. Minus two, destroy an artifact or an enchantment. Minus six, draw a card for each green creature you control. Uh, but a little bit of art handling artifacts and some ramp, we like that. Garrick Wildspeaker, OG Garrick, two green green, starts with three loyalty, plus one untapped two target lands. I mean, you only end up paying two the turn you cast him because you get two of them back right away. Uh, minus one, three, three beast token, minus four creatures you can, oh, it's overrun. Creatures you control get plus three, plus three and trample. Only starts one away from that overrun yeah. two, which is like, like they, they, they adjusted that. The, usually you need two ups before you can ultimate. That seems to be pretty standard. How about Sarkhan Unbroken? This is the teamer one, not the, not the mono red one. Two or the Rectos one. Two green, blue, red, Sarkhan Four loyalty to start, plus one, draw a card, then add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Minus two, put a 4-4 four, four dragon token with flying onto the battlefield. Minus eight, that one's a mile away. Search your library for any number of dragon creature cards, put them onto the battlefield, then shuffle. I'm going to guess there aren't that many dragon creature tokens, so this is useless. Yeah, we're not looking for the ultimate. The ultimate's a, a real pipe dream. Uh, there's one more there, too. Ooh, Arlen Cord, two red green. This is the flip planeswalker <laughs> from uh, Innistrad or Avacyn Restored. Well, one of those uh, starts with three loyalty plus one until under turn up to one target creature gets plus two plus two. Vigilance and haste. That's a great way to protect yourself with one of your creatures. Uh, haste specific, the vigilance specifically. Or zero, put a two two green wolf token onto the battlefield and transform Arlen. So that's how you transform into the other side. So she'll have her three loyalty. And now she can plus one. All your creatures get plus one, plus one, and trample till the turn. Minus one. Arlen deals three damage to any target creature or to any target. Is it any target? Yeah, any mm -hmm. target. Uh, and then you transform back into the first side. Or minus six, you get an emblem that says creatures you control have haste and tap. This creature deals damage equal to its power to any target. That's pretty good. Uh, weird rules thing here. If you turn this into a creature and try and transform it, I just think it does nothing. It does. That's right. I do know yeah. that tra cards that have, like, like the card itself has two sides. Mm -hmm. So if you copy it in any way, that copy doesn't have another side. So, so it, it can't. It simply transform. can't do the transform. But you can still make two two wolves with it. With her. Yes. Yes. Side. 
and, the transform will never happen. Yeah, and that's the key part with these with these walkers. Um, we get they get to protect themselves. We're also providing the fuel for Brutaclad to uh, you know change all of these tokens eventually into some bigger, more impressive creature down the road. Um, we also got uh, Planeswalkers are also a main source of card advantage for us in this deck. Uh, Karn Scion of Urza is in here, the four colorless legendary Planeswalker Karn, five loyalty starts, uh, plus one. You reveal at the top two, and uh, an opponent chooses one of them. You put that card into your hand and uh, exile the other with a silver counter on it. Then you can minus one and put a card you own with a silver counter on it from exile into your hand. And then minus two, create a zero zero uh, colorless construct artifact creature token with this creature. It gets plus one, plus one for each artifact you control. Those guys, if you can make one of those and uh, and start and change all of Brutoclad's tokens into those guys, things get real messy. So yeah, Karn is actually sneaky, really good at the at the token side of it, as well as providing a little card advantage with its plus one and minus one abilities. Um, yep. Uh, also, we have a Tezzeret Artifice Master, uh, another one, another good one for both sides. Three blue, blue, uh, five loyalty walker, plus one, create a one, one uh, colorless Thopter artifact creature token with flying. Is zero, which is really nice. Draw a card. If you control three or more artifacts, draw two cards instead. And then a minus nine that we don't really need to worry too much about. It's about getting an emblem or the beginning of your end step, you search your library for a permanent card, put it onto the battlefield, shuffle your library. Um, yeah, not not too uh, not too concerned with that one. And yeah, one more. We have Vivian, Monsters Advocate, three green green, uh, three loyalty planeswalker. She has a static ability. You may look at the top card of your library anytime. You may cast creature spells from the top of your library. This is help with our mutate side of things, as she is the Ikoria uh, Vivian here. Plus one, create a three three green beast creature token. Put your choice of a vigilance counter, a reach counter, or a trample counter on it. Very fun way to give your like planeswalker creatures another fun little ability because of the counters, right? And then minus two, uh, when you cast your next creature spell this turn, uh, search your library for a creature card with lesser converted mana cost on the battlefield. Shuffle your library. That one's not as good, and like I said, it's a minus ability, so uh, you probably won't use it all that often. Um, so can I check in? Yeah, these planeswalkers we can't turn them into creatures like the, the like this only works with planeswalkers that can turn themselves into creatures somehow that is correct yes okay so the ones that make tokens those tokens will become other planeswalkers that that's was the notion. that's our plan now there is a way that we can turn these other planeswalkers into creatures as well which i were one step away from explaining that Sean, okay. before we do, just please, just, I mean, just very briefly tell us about, you know, some of the, some of the examples of the mutates we're using. We're using mutate sure. creatures in the deck, and we're using basically a classic, you know, bunch of them, bunch of good ones. Uh, we've got about, I think we have about like 15 in here, because you really, you really want one um, yeah. uh, in the deck. So yeah, go ahead, read, read these ones. So mutate came out in Akoria. You mutate onto a non-human creature. And then you stack the cards. You get to choose, does the card you're mutating go on top or on bottom? And the only difference is whatever whatever card's on top is the card, but it just gets all the abilities of the thing that is underneath. This is the way to erase creature types on Planeswalker creatures, right? Because we're going to put the mutates on top, so they will be just be... So, for example, the Gem Razor, three and a green, creature beast, but it mutates for one green green. You mutate it onto an animated Planeswalker leave this on top it has reach trample four four whenever this creature mutates destroy target artifact or enchantment an opponent controls that's kind of that's great this is a great planeswalker for or a great mutate creature for any green deck i think in general but this the card has to go on top like you you will never put it under the planeswalker we do we want to we don't want to copy legendaries so that's one example that's right. That's How about a good good point, by the way. That's another reason we're doing the mutate thing is because we're getting around the legendary status of Planeswalkers yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another way to... Oh, uh, Iluna, Apex of Wishes, two green, blue, red, mutates for six total. Six, six, flying trample. Whenever this creature mutates, exile cards from the top of your library until you hit a permanent and put that permanent onto the battlefield or into your hand, whichever you prefer. I mean, if you hit a land, 
whatever. But you might hit a Planeswalker who just freely pops out of the battlefield. Yeah. That's pretty nice. Um, and Parcel Beast. This mutates so cheap. Two green blue for a 2-4. But it only mutates for green blue, which is also Coiling Oracle's casting cost. And because it basically becomes activated Coiling Oracle. So now you can pay one tap... Look at the top card of your library. If it's a land, you may put it onto the battlefield. If you don't, put it into your hand. That Every turn, you can Coiling Oracle or turn a Planeswalker into a Parcel Beast. Yeah, um, if you look, if you noticed that uh, back at the Planeswalker thing uh, section, I, I tried to keep the CMCs of the Planeswalkers as low as possible. Um, now, in this deck... Um, uh, for the purposes of the sh of the, uh, the the challenge, there was no budget restriction, and we're playing with like either proxied or digital cards. So like, um, we're not worried about budget basically. So like, I I was able to put like you know some of the cheap like really expensive planeswalkers in, but for this version that we're talking about on the show today, like I did uh, uh, keep it to more of a budget because you know maybe someone wants to wants to brew this deck in real life, so I want to be able to help in that way it's it's a lot it's a lot more like practical that way right so the the walkers i included are like four and um there are s like a couple that are three i'll get to them in a second there are five i try not to include too many sixes because you want to have a big turn with this deck it, it's 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 the type of thing where like it's all a little fragile right so we so parcel beast and the mutates are also tr ideally i know aluna's not obviously but like Parcel Beast is one of the best ones in the deck because it's just two mana. So you can cast a Planeswalker, do the thing that we, you know, do the thing where we change them into creatures and mutate in the same turn. That's like exactly what we want to want to try and do. So, I mean, this whole deck is just made up of them. But it, it's 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 I think it's time we start talking about the neat maze. Working on a neat move. Uh, I mean, it feels like we've already been talking all about neat moves <laughs> so far, right? Let's get to some specific cards then. Let's get to some specific ones. And let's get to the big ones. These are the ones. we I saved them for the neat moves section because, you know, they are the neatest moves of the whole thing. So the Planeswalkers, the number, the like the, the, the ones that we want to get that actually do this thing where they turn into creatures that we can mutate onto. Um, there's only a couple of them. Again, outside of Gideon because he is a human. Uh, one of them is Sarkhan, the Dragon Speaker, the three red red. Uh, for loyalty, Planeswalker with the plus one ability of until end of turn, Sarkhan the Dragon Speaker becomes a legendary four four red dragon creature with flying, indestructible, and haste. Uh, he has a minus three that uh, he deals four damage to target creature, and a minus six uh, is the ultimate here, where it says you get an emblem at the beginning of your draw step. You draw two additional cards, and at the beginning of your end step, you discard your hand. Don't, again, don't worry about the ultimates. We're mostly about the pluses and occasionally about Can the I minuses here. Can I jump in for a sec? Mm -hmm. This reminder text on the card, which you didn't read out loud, and I don't blame me, confuses the issue. I mean, I know you worked out with Judge Chap, but the reminder text on his plus one says he doesn't lose legend loyalty. He doesn't lose loyalty while he's not a planeswalker. Right. And I, th I think what this means is that it means like the loyalty um uh, uh counters on him like they don't just they don't go away like the loyalty doesn't and and when he gets damaged you don't remove loyalty from him right do you know what i mean okay that's but, what but that part means. of that sentence says when he's not a planeswalker so right. that would imply that if i copy him he's not a planeswalker true so my copies should be allowed true to and this not is, have loyalty again this is like fully this is what i thought as well i thought you copy him he's, he's the you know the, the, you're right right here it says he's not a planeswalker oh, but it's a it's a um it's because the this ability is the thing that's stopping him from being a planeswalker and when you copy this card sark on the dragon speaker oh. that card doesn't have that ability affecting it so it just comes in as a planeswalker uh -huh. that's where you, okay that's where, okay that's where that happens that that feels better yeah um so Sarkhan is one of them. He's not the best one, but he's there. You know, he's actually. No, I imagine he's tough because you can only plus exactly. one the copies. So the plus oneing those ones doesn't, doesn't do a lot. It doesn't do much, right? Exactly. Like what it turns him into a four four. He's already a, he's basically already all time a four four. <laughs> yeah. um, you might be able to like occasionally do a minus three or do something with one of the Chandras. But anyways, next we next we have one that's slightly better. We have Oko the Trickster. 
Uh, Oko is from. You don't the, see this one too often. You certainly don't. This is from the Planeswalker decks. Uh, he's the six mana one. So this is you know we can't get around it. We got to have this guy in here. He's one of three Planeswalkers that do this. Uh, four green blue uh, for the four loyalty Oko plus one. Put two plus one plus one counters on up to one target creature you control. Okay, that's pretty good. Then zero until end of turn. Oko becomes a copy of target creature you control. Prevent all damage that would be dealt to him this turn. So this is pretty good, even if we do have it mutated, because this creature, this mutated creature, will still become a copy of whatever it is we're copying and still get this um, preventing damage ability. Minus seven is until end of turn, each creature you control has base power and toughness 10-10 and gains trample. Again, probably not going to happen. Um, so Oko is a bit better. He's a little bit better of a target. Um, still not our, not our best one, because here's our best one. Here's the one that really sends it home. I mentioned him earlier. Sarkhan the Masterless. Three red red. It's the it's the War of the Spark Sarkhan. Legendary Planeswalker Sarkhan. Five loyalty is the static ability of whenever a creature attacks you or a Planeswalker you control. Each dragon you control deals one damage to that creature. Uh, he has the plus one of until in a turn. Each Planeswalker you control becomes a 4-4 four, four red dragon creature and gains flying. This is the key ability. He turns all of our Planeswalkers into creatures. All of them become 4-4 four, four creatures uh -huh. and gain flying. So that's how we make copies of other ones. That's right. Exactly. Um, he is key to this deck. Absolutely linchpin key. Um, minus three, he also still has, and it's like create a 4-4 four, four red dragon creature token with flying. So a lot of a lot of ways, a lot of, of um, a lot of the time, again, I was just goldfishing, so it's hard to tell. You know, you don't know what board state's happening, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of the time I would play this card, I would assume that we would actually minus three him to get a little protection up to get that to get that creature up. Obviously, you do, that's not the obviously that's still in itself a little risky also. Um, but if, cause, because if you can, you lay down Sarkhan, you hit the plus one and then you mutate onto him as soon as possible. Now, that does leave him still very, very fragile. He's now a creature which can just be killed with creature removal. Um, but uh, it's the part of our step and we just have to. We just have to figure it out. We just have to get there. I have a, I have a question. Okay. If 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 I'm, I I, I, ne I never like to like poke a hole in things. No. I never like to do that. But but it, but it, but if I'm if my hunch is right, I know that a lot of listeners are thinking this as well. Yeah. If a lot of our strategy comes from turning planeswalkers into creatures, mm -hmm. and then copying them. Mm -hmm. But we have to mutate on them <laughs> to copy them. Yeah. Brutaclad will see the mutated ones as cards, not as tokens. Because there's a card. The, like a yeah. gem razor on top of a token becomes a non-token. That's true, yes. No, that's, so then, that's not what we're doing, though. We're going to turn these guys into creatures. So we'll put gem razor yeah. right on top of the Sarkhan here. And then we're going to so use some cards to copy to those copy that guys. yes okay that's who those okay are the there's a step i wasn't thinking of yes i mean i probably just i don't even think i said it yet because it's you might have it's, it's a lot up. to keep track it's of a lot. I, I, Listen, <laughs> this is a lot this might be the most ambitious deck we've ever had this is right up there with haphodly ever after where we tried to win a five color uh a card with a five color win condition while only using only legally allowed to use three colors in the deck that yeah. that one's maybe our most ambitious this one's right up there honestly yeah. this is tough this is achievement unlocked territory we're exploring here yeah um okay so those are the three those are the key ones again they kind of get progressively better sarkhan the masterless is an absolute linchpin we need him we love him we want him he's great um key because even when we have him as a creature we can still keep using that plus one ability to turn more and more creatures in or more and more planeswalkers into creatures so that keeps going on um okay Let's start talking about uh, some of the neat moves, though that are are that we're going to be using. Um, Sean, take this net, take this first pair oh. here because I mean it's a classic, but think about it, it in terms of what we're doing in this deck. Right. So, so like one thing that M mutate brought us is Scute Swarm, uh, two and a green for an insect. It's a one one with landfall. Whenever a land enters, make a one one green insect creature token. But if you've got six or more lands, you make a copy of Scute Swarm. That is an ability that this creature retains if it's been mutated above or below, doesn't matter. So we want to mutate onto Scute Swarm and then make copies of the full mutation stack. Um, 
I guess you'd have to like, I don't know how that, I don't know how you get a planeswalker on a scoot You can't swarm. get a you planeswalker can't? under the scoot swarm or on top of the scoot swarm or anything like that. But just the sheer number of tokens. I mean, anyone who's played against this card in Commander oh, knows yeah. that this card gets absolutely out of control so quickly. So scoot swarm just being and able to. And then like, when Brutaclad yeah, kicks exactly. in, you've got a hundred whatever. <laughs> yeah, just. I mean, it's, at a certain point, it's isn't it just better to make them all the two one mirror and swing to win? Yeah, is that <laughs> that's probably absolutely a fine absolutely move. it is. But with Brutaclad, we can both a change our other tokens into the scoot swarm copies. As well as once, or oh, as well yeah. as if we have a bunch of the scoot swarms already, just yeah, turn them into the two ones, or turn them into four four dragons. Even like that's enough too. It doesn't Oof. even need to be a copy of these planeswalker creatures. Um, like it, but yeah. Uh, and it, read these next two, and I'll explain what's happening with them. Okay, but I didn't know about okay. this until we we started brewing in Discord. Oath of Nessa, single green legendary enchantment. When Oath of Nessa enters the battlefield, look at the top three cards of your library. You may reveal a creature, land, or planeswalker from among them. Put it in your hand. The rest go on the bottom in any order. And the other ability this, this enchantment brings is you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast planeswalker spells. A must include in a super friend stick, I would assume. You have to. You have to. Uh, an Oath of Jace, two and a blue, legendary enchantment. When it enters, draw three cards and discard two. And at the beginning of your upkeep, scry X, where X is the number of planeswalkers you control. Okay. We'll be scrying a few, especially if we've got a million. Wait, but they won't be planeswalkers when we're copying the <laughs> exactly. Duggan, So, But we'll still get a few of those basic ones, yeah. which is just great. Yeah, and there's and there's a, a decent amount of time where you have one or two of these, like, honestly, fairly low-power planeswalkers out doing fairly low-power things. So hopefully you can work that political angle and kind of, you know, have people understand that you're you're not... You're not going to kill them with the planeswalkers, technically. Um, okay. Uh, well, here's here's a, here's a great thing someone pointed out. It's that, um, and this is a, apparently this is a CEDH move because apparently Sisse, Weatherlight Captain, is a big CEDH commander, which I hadn't, I did not know this. Um, it makes sense being able to tutor up legendaries. Exactly. So being able to tutor up legendaries, the first thing that you go and get with Sisse is Oath of Nissa. They can go get this one drop legendary enchantment. It comes into play. Bam. You do a little like uh, ponder or whatever this is. Similar thing. Uh, now you're in, in this deck. Now our planeswalker spells are all mana fixed. No problem. And then her, her loyalty is at three. So then we go and get Oath of Jace next. And that not only mm. gives us this draw three cards, discard two. That's a nice little dig to try and find something good. But now we're scrying every upkeep where we're, you know, maybe we're scrying one or two if it's if if this is like earlier in the game or whatever, or we're scrying even more than that. Just two nice little utility cards here. Um, you can include a the, there's like when it comes to the actual planeswalkers, you can include any of the ones you like, basically. There's a lot of cheaper planeswalkers these days running around. It's a lot of fun to play with the cheap planeswalkers. Um, most of them honestly make tokens. So like you can kind of pick same thing with these oaths, throw in a couple oaths that you like. They almost all work in the stack. I chose these two only. I was playing around with the Teferi one, but it just didn't quite, it just didn't quite get there for me. But, um, because you do want to do the abilities twice, you can still convince me that that card is necessary in the stack. But, but this is the kind of fun, this is, this is part of the fun of this deck is, uh, is kind of being able to, to move around the pieces a little bit. Same thing with the mutate creatures. Put in the ones you like, man. Like you can do whatever you like. Um, uh, okay. Oath of Nissa, Oath of Jace. There we go. So now, Sean, you talked about the copies. Uh, what are we doing with this? How are we doing this? Well, we didn't want to just clone because then we're not getting that Brutaclad bonus, right? We're not just going to play clones, although we could. No. That is one way to do it. <clears throat> but we want to get, we want to make these as the choice, you know, token copy that we have. So we've got an absolute Commander's Brute classic in here. We've got a spitting image for a Simic Simic hybrid for the sorcery. Create a token that's a copy of target creature with retrace. Um, so yeah, this is this is good if it's in your graveyard or if it's in your hand. This one. Um, Creates a token copy, which is all we need to do. Uh, there's also Stolen Identity, which is same price, sort of. Same uh, CMC, essentially. For blue, blue, it's a sorcery. Create a token uh, that's a copy of target artifact or creature. And mm -hmm. this one has Cypher, so we can throw it on 
one of those, um, you know, one of those four four flyers, perhaps, or uh, and get it in, and then we can, um, when it hits, you cast a copy of it, essentially from exile. Um, and then there's uh, one more. Uh, I know, Sean, a favorite of yours is Sahili's Artistry, four blue yeah. blue again, sorcery. Uh, choose one or both. Create a token that's a copy of target artifact. Create a uh, token that's a copy of target creature, except it's an artifact. In addition, so you can do one or both of those things. Really, really great stuff. Um, these are all six mana spells. That's tough for us. That is very tough. It makes it next to impossible to Planeswalker plus mutate copy in the same turn. It makes it very, very difficult. We're going to assume that the Planeswalker activation is not the turn we've cast the Planeswalker. So like maybe that's free mana wise. Mm -hmm. Maybe if we can survive around. But yeah, we're talking mutate and then copy. So if we can mutate and copy, so if your planeswalker can survive or go around the table, then it comes back to us. It is possible that we could, if we had the cheapest mutate, if we had the two mana one, that's still eight mana. That's still a tall order um, to do in a commander game. So just be aware of that. That's tough. There are I have included a few other. I, I've included just like clone, like not just clone, but like some of the other cheaper versions of this that don't make um, tokens, just because. You still want to be able to do this once in a while and not have it take up like an entire turn of the table. Um, because still getting those clones is still good. It just doesn't jive with Brutoclad quite as well. Uh, these ones are the, obviously the best choice for it, and this is what we want to do. I basically included all of these. <laughs> we just had extra room for one or two, uh, one or two more. Um, all of this... Um... Right, okay, so... so... As I said earlier, uh, there's some more neat moves here just with uh, Planeswalkers with the loyalty abilities. It's nice to have a couple of uh, the zero abilities, right? Like that's, I mean, that's that's where I think we're going to be able to get a lot of our value. Um, so why don't you take these next two and, and read what they got to do? Or next um, three, actually, sorry. Oh, we've read one of them the already. other Ugin? I did mean the other Ugin, yes, not the right. Same. The six mana Ugin, yeah, uh, Ugin the Ineffable. Um, six mana Planeswalker starts with four loyalties. Colorless spells you cast cost two less. Uh, Ugin starts with a plus one. Basically, you're gonna manifest the top card of your library. It's a two two oh. colorless spirit. Sorry, they're not um, all they're not all zeros. Sorry, I was confused by my own my own sentence in the notes here. Uh, it, it, basically, these are the best plus one and or zero abilities that we have in the deck. Yeah, That's the it. ones that you can use as copies yes, right away. Yes. Yeah, so Ugin manifests a two two colorless spirit. When it leaves the battlefield, you put the exiled card into your hand. Um, Minus three, destroy any permanent that's one or more colors. Royal Scions, one blue, red. Five loyalty to start. Uh, their plus one is draw a card, then discard a card. That's going to loot. Um, after you've made copies, after you've built them up, you can minus... Oh, no, there's two plus ones. The other plus one mm -hmm. is target creature gets plus two, plus oh. First strike and trample. They could target themselves mm -hmm. as a creature. And then the minus eight is draw a bunch of cards, do a bunch of damage. Never going to happen. Yeah, never going to happen. Don't uh, even worry about it. Um, this, this Royal Science is good for two reasons. The three mana is really nice. Um, yeah. And actually that plus two and gains first strike. If if we do live the dream and we make a couple of copies of Royal Science, I'm not even talking about brutocladding and getting like 10 copies. I'm talking about just a few. You can make a pretty mean sized, you know, mutated creature here with the plus two and the first strike and the trample. Like that's that basically says unblockable, right? Like that's going to be tough yeah. to block that. If you, you know, yeah. a couple, even just like two or three of these activations makes a really big creature. Yeah. And we already read um, this guy. Of course, so we don't the Sarkhan Unbroken, yeah. right? The one that adds mana and uh, yeah, yeah, draws you a card. Draw a card. Yeah. Very nice. Um, and finally, you can read this one too because this one actually, I think, is a, a really nice ability. If we can, um, if we can get this. Oh one right. yeah, uh, Chandra, Acolyte of Flame, one red, red, legendary Chandra, four loyalty to start, Z two zeros. The first zeros put a loyalty on a counter on each red Planeswalker you control. That's great if we got a lot of ones starting on zero. Mm -hmm. uh, how many of them had red in them? A few of them. Here's the burn on me though. I th I was thinking the same way you are. But unfortunately, if they oh, are they're creatures, not planes they're not walkers. planeswalkers anymore. Right. So that's a bummer. So then I guess but she's still I, she is still she is still good in the deck though. She still does plus our planeswalkers while they are planeswalkers. So that's still actually pretty. Yeah. Good. 
And the other zero is make two one one red elemental creature tokens with haste. Sacrifice them at the beginning of the next end step. And her minus two is probably not nothing. You may cast, so you can do one of these right away. She starts with four, it's only minus two. You may cast an instant or sorcery with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard this turn. Uh, if it would be, if that card would be put into your graveyard, exile it instead. You gotta pay for it, so it costs you mana, but like in commander decks, I mean, I'm sure there's a cultivate in here. I don't mind casting that again. Absolutely. That or one of the to one of the tutors that goes and gets the planeswalker like those are sure. nice to have around yeah um, yeah she's use useful she's useful yeah i agree and i was bummed once i realized that the whole thing about them not being planeswalkers i was like oh man she well, would be so good i mean you're gonna play this deck and like forget everything like you're <laughs> gonna like this deck is like error you primed to make mistakes yeah. playing. <laughs> like this one would really benefit from trying to play it on like arena or something because they would there you there you really know the rules there are things although that would it would probably work out that you would like do something you're like okay uh animate it okay mutate okay do this and then all of a sudden the creature would like disappear and you'd like what wait what <laughs> wait what rule did i not know about that had that had to kill that right away like what happened uh, there right my prediction for brutaclad bowl 2021 <laughs> is Across the field DQs for rules violations because <laughs> no one can figure out how anything works. I'm not kidding when I say it took like uh, like a week to figure out the rules on this, even with us asking judges. Oh boy! It took us like several like like several days. It was really funny. Um, yeah. Speaking of the Discord, there were there's I mean there's a ton of people joining the Brutaclad Bowl who started the Brutaclad Bowl. I mean we've got. Um, the people who help with this brew specifically, we had uh, Pips Don't Like, uh, our boy Gee Pizza, Neil Maxis, Dunking Dutchman, um, Sage, uh, T Coats in there helping out, um, uh, uh, Dylan, uh, Papa Dio, Braves for Robin, uh, Chiefia always in there as well, uh, Lil Watt also popping in, Doomfrog, yeah, at Clockwork 12, everyone just in on the chat, basically in talking about... Um, Anyone talking about Brutaclads deserves a little uh, a, a little shine right now because it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, Senator Og, Nostrak 2, they're also in there. They weren't in on this brew, but they're in there talking about their Brutaclad decks right now, and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I, I hope to <clears throat> I hope to um, stream and or at least record uh, my game. Maybe even will the other guys will record their games too. We can get them up. Uh, somewhere and we can watch them um, we will definitely let you know when that happens if it happens um so keep an eye peeled for for that um but let's uh we've we've talked about our our wonderful discord helpers so i think it is time for the budget report a uh, bit of a tough budget report honestly this might be the toughest one <clears throat> i've ever had to do because <laughs> because we are brewing this half uh for the show half for this actual event um, uh, where budget was not an, uh, uh, an issue, uh, the, I'll tell you, this is sort of, a, a, a bit of a record breaking deck here. The TCG mid for this deck, uh, was $3,627. Oh, wow. Wow. Don't worry though, the low, we can get that down. We can get that down. Just want a couple beat up cards. You don't worry about a few. It's all from one alpha time twister yeah right? yeah exactly so the low actually is three thousand two hundred and eighty one dollars so look at that if you buy beat up versions you saved 400 bucks right away <laughs> so okay obviously no we're not <laughs> that's not the real it's not what's happening that is <laughs> that is the version that i'm playing in the thing because again we're playing digitally we're playing or we're playing with proxies we haven't decided yet but it's gonna be one of those two things and for this deck to like try and do anything the mana base just has to be there for me. You know what I mean? So we I just like threw in the shocks, the fetches, the original duels. I just went nuts. I didn't I didn't oh, bother wow. worrying about that too much. But for the purposes of actually building this deck in real life, if I were gonna actually do it, obviously I'd be sticking to our to my the, the, the budget style that we all know and love. So um when you get down to it and you cut some of the more again, some of the crazier, more expensive cards, this deck gets down very low because even though we're using a lot of Planeswalkers, we're actually not using very many of the expensive ones. And I would cut, like, I have, like, Ugin in here. I Like, the original Ugin's. Like, I would just cut that Ugin. It's, like I said, there's tons of Planeswalkers out there that, that don't cost that much. So this one runs around, like, 150 
you know, 130. That's not terrible for a Super Friends. Exactly. Super Friends decks are getting more and more uh, affordable, actually. The more Planeswalkers they print, the less that whole Planeswalker tax adds on to them, I've noticed. And our friend Alistair, who put together his... His uh, super friends, uh, uh, cheap super friends deck basically is what he was. He was calling it like what was he calling it? Like okay friends or something? Like, okay friends. Yeah. Um, he just picked the cheap planeswalkers that were like under you know four, five dollars. Put a deck together. Yeah. You can do that easily with this. Just include those three key ones, which are none of them are expensive, and you're laughing. You're having you're you're having a good time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely there is an affordable version of this deck. Pricey cards, I would say just simply the land base. Uh, again, you want this deck to work, so it's the land base just has to be there for you. You need to be able to cast that Sark on the Masterless whenever you can. Um, there might even be a few good protection spells, but honestly, you just got to get there. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's really tough to point out specific things because luckily the... The things we need to work in the deck are not expensive. You know, um, mutate cards are cheap. Uh, things that make token copies are cheap. Brutoclad's cheap. Uh, even the Planeswalkers we want to use, most of them are actually pretty cheap. Um, there's a handful of ones that, that aren't, but, you know, uh, the better... Like, this is this is one where the vegetables are what cost the most, and that's why... <laughs> that's why you see that $3,000 price tag. Ristic studies and things like that are all, like peppered through this deck in the expensive version so just the basics because our deck is so crazy insane all we needed to do is just try and try and stay on the rails a little bit during this um it was a blast to brew this i will tell you how fun it is to play (laughs) i'm not entirely sure Uh, i think it's going to be fun because we have such a narrow goal that like we're going to you know, we know what we're doing, and I think everyone's going to know too. What, what's your take on when you play decks like this? Like when you're going for an achievement unlock style deck, like how do you see it when you play it? Like how do I see it playing out? Yeah, like like you know when you sit down to a normal game of Commander versus when you sit down to a, a game where you know you're trying to do one thing. Well, I've got. I'm going to be honest. I've got a very poor track record with pulling off achievement on achievements unlocked. Uh, they usually end up requiring a lot of hoops to jump through, mm-hmm. and it is very rare that. I mean, you you're looking at putting a board full of planeswalkers that draws a lot, a of, lot hate of hate right away, yeah, no, I <laughs> and know. people don't let them stick around. So I I don't know. I don't know. Like it seems. I love it, but and and I would I happily run achievement unlock decks, but I'm prepared to just spin some wheels for an evening. That's the thing, and I think that if you do end up, I always try to build this into decks like this. I mean, if you've been listening to the show, you know that like we'll occasionally brew decks like this where we're trying to do something totally totally insane. Like, and is it even like the question comes? Is it even worth it? Uh, like, what am I doing ultimately? Yes. You know, I'm making yes. I'm making a like. 4-4 four, four dragon that can give itself plus 2, plus 0, oh, first strike and trample. <laughs> I went through all that for this? That's what I did? So, you know, um, not sure if that's worth it. And the Brutoclad alone is like the better thing to try and do. But You know what? Some people said, is it worth climbing Mount Everest? Like, what's the point? Some people said, what's the point? Exactly. But you know what happened to those people? They died They've on the way down. They've been for 100 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they wasted their life trying to get to the top of a mountain for no reason. Um, no, <laughs> it's a monumental achievement and should be celebrated as, as this should be too. And I think that this is, um, this falls into the, the, the category of creating stories, right? Yeah. The most favorite thing to do in commander is to be able to tell stories. I told one earlier in this podcast, uh, you know, the one about, uh, playing Brutoclad and making a thousand sharding sphinxes. Um, let me tell you, there was a lot of sharding going on and Mm -hmm. it was great. Uh, but that's the kind of story we want to try and create. So I want to try and create a story where I get a million Sarkans or I somehow made, I made 20 Ugin creatures that were actually, you know, gem raisers or whatever. Um, so yeah, have fun doing that. That's what I always try to do. I always just try to like play, you got to play kind of a political game of like, guys, if you want to attack me, that's fine. But listen, I'm just trying to do this one really dumb thing. And, you know, if you think it's threatening you at any time, you go ahead and you kill me. But generally speaking, that'll people will be like, okay, I want to see what you're doing. I want to see what this is, you know. 
Um, this is, it's going to be fun in this event because we're all doing that. So that's actually, so I think that's why this deck might work a little better in this context. But hey, take it for a spin. Try it out. Maybe you've got some better ideas. This is one thing. Like, you know, I, I, I think there's a lot of people out there who like to do this sort of thing. And uh, maybe you've got just a new take on it, a new spin, a, one that requires maybe one less step. Trust me, I thought about it. Huh. Couldn't, I couldn't think of it, but maybe you can. Let us know. Either way, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up in the comments. You know how it is. Um, other than that, though, uh, that's going to be the episode for this week. Um, that, so, yeah, come on back. Uh, next week, we're we're going to be looking at some Strixhaven cards. We might have a deck ready for you already. Uh, so that sounds good. Uh, come on back. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Thanks for watching. If you love what we're doing, consider supporting the show by going to patreon.com slash commandersbrew. And if you want to get any of the cards from our deck list, go to our TCG Player affiliate link below. That helps us out too. And for a free way to help us out, consider sharing the show with some friends. Like and subscribe, add a comment or two. See you later. Bye.